Welcome to the Particularly Packers podcast. Listen in as Bob Dog travels around the football universe in hopes of understanding the madness that we love about the league, particularly the Green Bay Packers. The journey begins now. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go, baby. What's up, everybody? Bob Dog checking in with you once again. Oh, man, it is, it's an honor and a privilege to be watching tape again. Let me say that, um, especially with the NFL... I guess NFL Plus, they have a camera option that comes out, I guess, 24 to 48 hours after the game called All 22. It is awesome. Um, As somebody that watches tape and enjoys to watch, especially the back end of a play, um, I always played a lot of defensive back. I played a lot of cornerback and safety, so I really enjoy watching those positions. Um, I understand them a lot better when it comes to the line. I can tell you if they won or lost, but when it comes to those small techniques of why it happened, a lot of those are hard to um, determine, I guess, or figure out because I I didn't know them. I didn't play the line too too often. I did play defensive end as like a joker card. I was always a really, really small guy. I was fast enough. If I got around them, it was a win, and I can um, spin to the inside. I I can navigate, but if they got their hands on me, I typically went flying like five, six feet, but there was a lot of, uh, I hit a lot of quarterbacks and when you blindside hit a quarterback and things like that in a game, it's something special. There's no feeling like it, but for the most part, I was a cornerback, um, running with wide receivers. I would do a cornerback blitz. I was the only one on my team that really did them very often. And it was something between me, my coach and the safety. We'd all kind of have a little cue. He would do his hand over his head and let me know. And then I would, I would know we run it from there. Uh, Mr. Killebrew on the back end, always holding it down. Oh, I love football, but all 22. If y'all actually watch tape, if not, don't even worry about it. I'll watch it for you because I truly enjoy watching that. And I'm going to give you a week nine recap. Uh, we definitely got to get into week 10, but I'm going to do that with my Q&A. He's got them coming up probably tomorrow for you. I just wanted to get this tape out of the way. And ever since I got this all 22, it was It was fascinating. I really enjoy it. I'm not focused on a certain area unless I want to. I can focus on whatever area I want to instead of rather where the camera is and they kind of determine it. You do get, you know, better focus on those small areas of focus where the ball is, but you don't actually get to see the entire play of what's going on. And when you're assessing players, it truly helps when you can just keep an eye on them. Let's start with the special teams. Um, Well, let's just start with the, the Packers in general. Great win. Great win. Amazing performance. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. Brett Ripon, 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 Brett Ripon was not Ripon, and he was waived by the Rams. Um, immediately following the game, like within like a day or two prior. Uh, I'm just gonna be honest and start right there and just say the coaching staff demonstrated zero confidence in Ripon. Um, with their play calling, you definitely saw it. That's not saying that they didn't give him the opportunity to throw it downfield because even when they did give him the opportunity, he failed to find the open receivers. Um, He definitely had some separation there, and he just always went to the check down, check down, check down. Way too many check downs. He made a lot of incorrect decisions, and a lot of those were just going to the check down. And I I think the coaches really relied. We're hoping for a run-heavy game, and they don't have a run game. I don't understand why they let go of Cam Akers. He was a great talent. Something there never really clicked, but their running game has never been what it needed to be, and that's what they were trying to rely on with the backup quarterback. That did not fare well. With that being said, 
we love the Packers, so we just gonna um, we're gonna sit on our positives on this one. But you know, best of luck to Mister Ripkin and whatever Ripping, whatever wherever you go and how that goes. Hey man, best of luck to you. But we smashed that ass. Good job, Packers. Let's go, go Pack, go. All right, let's start with the Packers themselves. Special teams looked pretty good. Pretty good. I almost gave them a great, except for right there at the end, they gave a pretty big return to the 35. Other than that, we would have had a great game on special teams, so that's amazing in itself. Um, We had a, I mean, well, we had a return. We had one other kickoff return to like the 19-yard line or something really short. They tried to take it out on us. We, we stopped that one. We had a, a huge return by Nixon coming off halftime, if I remember correctly. He returned it really well. Um, number 11 for us, who was that? Our running back Wilkes, I believe. He, he returned it pretty well. And Nixon, I think he got injured to the point. He was, he was returning really well, but I think he got injured to the point where it's, it's really questionable, especially after the Eric Stokes injury. It hurts having all these starters on special teams, but it is nice seeing our special teams doing better. So this is the trade-off, especially losing Eric Stokes to IR. I really want to complain, like, what the hell is he doing out there? But when our special teams is playing to this standard as compared to where we were, um, it, it's hard to question. I mean, it, it hurts to lose them, but at the same time, it's nice to have these types of results on special teams. So that was a decision by the coaching staff. I do see a lot more starters out there. It does lead to more starters injuries, but it also leads to a more steady, constant, and stable special team. So good decision by the coaching staff. I like it. I'm not going to criticize you for Eric Stokes, Eric Stokes going on injured re- reserve um, for that injury. Would like it to not happen, but I like our special teams. It was a good performance by everybody on the special teams. Once again, all the kickers, everybody did well. Field goals, punts, kickoffs, kick return. Give it to you. Coordinator, good job, man. Everybody on the special teams. We just give it. That's out of the way. Um, Before I go any further, I do want to check in. There was uh, last podcast I was talking about a wide receiver that failed to develop because we brought in Randall Cobb. I couldn't think of his name at the time. It hit me as soon as I hit the record button. It was Amari Rogers. I should have known. I have his auto sitting right here, like a one of five or something. It sucks. It sucks watching Amari Rogers go. I it, I enjoy watching him grow where he's at, but it sucks that he was never able to develop for a slot receiver for us. That's where he would. <clears throat> fit in well and it just never occurred so Amari Rogers and then I was also talking about the Cowboys and how they've always had a star receiver I couldn't think of who it was before CD Lamb that's a disgrace but it was Des Bryant of course everybody knows my memory is not my strong suit that's why I keep notes and watch a lot of tapes so that takes care of last episode defense let's jump over the defense because i really enjoyed watching this especially knowing that darnell savage is on ir and we had ford out with an injury due to a calf who's our other safety and walker was also out um walker was out for a groin injury if i remember correctly so it was interesting especially with this camera angle of all 22 i got to watch a lot of the back end and watch the safeties at play I am going to put the asterisks on their performance because it was great. It was great performance for both safeties. However, they weren't tested. Um, the quarterback that they were going against failed to test them, did not have the ability or maybe permission, didn't get the keys. Um, 
Not sure that would be between him and his coach, but Sean McVay, I'm sure, gives him the opportunity. They would just check down, check down. Like I said, he didn't test the safeties, and our safeties played well. They were in position. I think most of our defense was in position. Um, I got to give a shout-out to Joe Barry for this one. And I think this works mostly in part where he doesn't really – use a lot of spies and playmakers and that or robbers. He'll, he'll use a QB spy, but he doesn't use a lot of robbers and things like that. Not really take a lot of risk. He does a lot more, um, it's more task oriented and it's, here's your task. If everybody does their task correctly, we should have a good outcome and I respect it. It doesn't, you know, sometimes people want the more aggressive and the more blitz and things like that. I totally understand that too. I love the defenses out there. I love, um, the 49ers defense, for example, I love what uh, Greenlaw and that combination at linebacker, especially with Oren Burks being over there. I get to watch him, and I'm like, damn, he's part of a team over there. But they just got amazing linebacker squad. I love the the aggressiveness that they play with. That's not Joe Barry, and that is okay. Um, for what Joe Barry did, especially with all our replacements at our safety and everything, it played out really well this week. Now, our competition was not high. It was not to a high standard. However, and with that being said, it was Joe Barry, man. We just give it up to him, give it up to the entire defense. You know, all our replacements that jumped in there. We had Jonathan Owens. We had Anthony Johnson Jr. Um, Carrington Valentine, he jumped in with the Russell Douglas trade. Walker being out, put in Isaiah McDuffie, and just everybody give it up to him, man. Defense as a whole. I don't even remember how many points y'all gave up, maybe six or something, but it was just a great performance. We'd like to put up the zero, but, oh, man, it's the NFL. It's the NFL, and for our defense, this was amazing. Um, I could break down the players individually. I definitely watched a lot of tape, but just watching the back end, and I can't tell you enough how much that all 22 just helps me. It helps me really focus on – I watched a lot of Isaiah McDuffie um, a lot of Isaiah McDuffie just because of where he is in the defense linebacker is very crucial, especially the way that we play defense. Uh, Devondre Campbell, uh, just a spectacular athlete. I love him being in there. He's just the definition of consistency. And I think it's rubbed off on, um, McDuffie a lot, a lot, a lot. We miss you Walker. Can't wait to have you back. But McDuffie did an amazing job at just covering, I'll just start start here uh, with McDuffie because what he did, was it was spectacular. It was consistent. He lacks the quickness and we'll say the athleticism to be the playmaker that Walker is. Walker definitely has a step on him in that, in that category. However, where Walker is lacking is more on the discipline, um, self-discipline with all the penalties that he gets, the stupid penalties. He'll, he'll tell you that one himself. But a lot of that goes back to just his character and even his play. There's a lot of times where his discipline lacks. He bites on the play fake when he's supposed to be back here and he should be playing, you know, a certain, you know, just schemes schematically and he just lacks a little discipline in those areas. McDuffie did not. And I don't mean to bash on Walker at all. You know, I mean it with all due respect and I mean it just to highlight what McDuffie accomplished. It was amazing. Um, he was definitely where he needed to be every time. He was, you know, he's not quick enough. Where when he hits the wrong hole, I saw him a couple times, the hole closed. He wasn't quick enough to alter and jump into the actual open hole where the running back went to. He just knew, hey, 
I'm hitting this hole. When the ball is snapped, ball snapped, he's there. You know, he was just very consistent. And uh, although that doesn't always work out, it works out consistently, and it did. I, I enjoyed watching his performance, and I want to just say, good job, Isaiah McDuffie. That goes to the coaching staff and Joe Barry and his team and just everybody on the same page and the coaching was there. Well done. Same thing with the two uh, safeties. Like I said, Owens and Johnson Jr., they b- both did amazing. Um, Owens came up with an interception, even though it really belonged to Jahir Alexander. Amazing tip, which bounced it off, but he was in the right place at the right time. I believe it was him. It might have even been Johnson Jr. now that I think about it. Um, that's our rookie seventh-round pick. Just congratulations all the way around on that back end. Carrington Valentine. Uh, this is the Rasul Douglas trade. This hurt a lot of us um, as Packer fans. You know what I mean? It just it, it hurt our heart. But Carrington Valentine is there. I understand a lot more of it now that I've got to witness his playing. Carrington Valentine, man. He is um to start out, he's thirsty for attention. And that part I don't like about it. It's kind of a beer, beer, beer. I really don't like how that was occurring and his celebration after every play is just going to lead to taunting penalties. I'm big on sportsmanship. Um, I know the NFL allows a lot more taunting now and, and we'll call it celebration, but there's a fine line between the celebration and the taunting. I did not respect the way that he was turning around on the wide receivers, kind of getting in their face, doing hand gestures above them. I don't know if he was counting how many deflections he had or just a lot of the thing he was doing thing even off the play didn't make the tackle and he's doing like little gun signals to the side and just it looked very immature um youngster and you know i have nothing against you know when you make a big play you make a big play you see jahir alexander we, we definitely get the celebration but he definitely had a way too much character in the game and that will lead to taunting penalties that's my concern about it um i don't like the sportsmanship side but that's you know personal i can keep that out of it i can keep my personal feelings but it will lead to tauntings i saw two two different occasions where i was like oh that's easy taunting they throw the flag like nobody's going to argue with it and uh it was there so hopefully the coaches get with him hey this is what you know you're going to cost a team 15 yards and who knows what situation possibly be seven points could even cost us the game on some stupid shit. So just get that together. You know what I mean? It was his first game, but there was definitely a lot of immaturity on that. With that being said, that was his only downfall, his only flaw in that one. And that's only a personal flaw. It works out for him. I understand playing with the energy, playing with the emotion. I get it. I totally get it. But there is, like I said, it's a fine line between taunting and celebrating and just as a sportsmanship side, I wanted to like it as the other team. So as the person doing it, I didn't like the image of it. Hopefully we can clean that up. Like I said, he's a youngster. He had a lot of emotions. So great hips. He had great hips, man. He can swing. I mean, he can he can change directions in just a heartbeat. He has great awareness. Um, the ball, when he's tracking the ball, whether it's just awareness of the play that should be happening, awareness of what down it is and what to expect. Um, I liked all of that. I loved his athleticism. Great performance by Valentine. Like I said, besides the, the you know, the over the top, the over the top celebrations and stuff, it was just an amazing performance. He fought through blocks. He he stopped everything. I, I really loved it. Amazing. Let's give it out to him. Give it up to him. Maybe even, maybe defensive player of the game. Even very possible. Amazing performance, man. 
Um, with that being said, Van Ness, he did decent. And he definitely had, you know, his, he had a couple little glimpses of his quickness. He needs to get better at shedding blockers. Um, it seems like once people get a hand on him, he had a hard time getting them off. But his quickness also, like I said, will get him to where he people can't even get a hand on him. He is that quick. So room to improve. He definitely showed glimpses of possible superstar. I mean, I'm going to say TJ Watt type stuff, but uh, definitely not JJ, but more of a TJ Watt. He's very, very quick. So if he can just learn more of the hand play and just not allowing the offensive linemen more so to engage and get engaged in the hands on him, if he can start using his hands better, he definitely has room to improve, but he pro- he shows the raw talent that can get him why we drafted him. So I see it. I love it. Um, let's keep it going. Go, Pat, go. Um Nixon, I thought Nixon showed up and did amazing on defense. He definitely came off a corner blitz. Like I said, I was always a corner guy, so I, I love corner blitzes. He was actually in the slot, but it, we'll still call it a it's slot corner, so it's still a corner blitz. But showed up, played an amazing game. He had you know showed up on special teams. He did have a little bit of an injury at one point. Definitely scared me, but he returned to the game, was able to finish. Loved everything about that. Want to give a quick shout-out to Mr. Brooks and TJ Slayton and Wooden just because y'all were doing spectacular. Y'all were definitely impressive. Um, Wooden, the way that he shed a shed a block on fourth down, it was amazing. He just took the old lineman and just says, soup, get out of here. So if you can pass that off, actually go over and show the tight end room. They need some help. Uh, I will get to that. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, Owens, he did have a forced fumble. I believe he had some big hits and just Owens, he showed out. I, I want to just tip my hat to him. Um, like I said, him and Johnson weren't really tested too much in the passing game and what they did accomplish. I can't really give them because of quarterback comparison. We'll see if there was a Matt Stafford there, it would have been a whole different game, especially on our secondary, but for what we had to deal with, we accomplished it well. So great job defense. Great job defense. There was a lot of defensive stunts um, on the defensive line that I did see. That was my only real – it's not really a concern because I do understand defensive stunts. For those that don't know, that's when you have two guys side by side. One basically make an X. One cuts over and one kind of stunts around them. It resulted in some big runs, and it also resulted in some loss of containment. Van Ness, for example, I remember one time he was supposed to stunt underneath, and he once he started going sideways under – the other player, he basically just kept going sideways and couldn't get back vertical to go towards the line, created a hole. Running back went through it. That's just part of the game. Um, you can't take away. You got to add the stunts just to open up the opportunities. But I did see some failed contain. I, I think we can emphasize that in the coaching. When you have a tackle shooting around, cutting to the outside, he's got to then become the responsibility of the end and do better at containing. We had a couple leakouts coming on that end. Like I said, I played a lot of defensive end. Not a lot, but I played enough defensive end in game time scenarios to know what that causes, what that's going to do. Um, like I said, you can send me to the inside. Just one of those guys get a hand on me. I'm flying. I, I weigh like a buck 35 back then. I'm at like 155 now. So, yeah, that ain't going to happen. But I do love it. I had the speed, and I loved going. I, If the coach tells me to go in there, good, I will go. But that, the stunt was not something that we really did on my side because you put me in there, and I, I become a, an issue. I'm not doing run stop. Like, I'll, I'll give it my all, but even then I just become a speed bump. It's called physics. 
Oh, man. Um, that is concerning, being that I saw Jahir Alexander with the shoulder injury. Just hopefully he's he's doing okay. I know he, he had some pop, man. He was out there popping. Like I said, he he got an interception. We should give it to him, but he don't get the – he doesn't get the stat. Amazing performance once again, man. I can't wait till we get Stokes back. But until then, Valentine, he's looking uh, impressive. I'm, I'm really excited to see. He's going to be tested. People are not going to want to test Ja here, so they're going to be testing Valentine. We're going to see how that plays out. Nixon playing great in the slot. So defense, that's it all. That's all I got for you. And uh, four-star performance i'm gonna give you a four-star performance you, you know it's not a five-star because they put up some points but overall very consistent very consistent every almost every player on our defense was where they were supposed to be and that goes down to the coaching staff so just great job everybody up top i mean all around good job good job I told you I'd be focusing on this positive but y'all gave me nothing but positive this week as a packers man so i love y'all <sighs> offense, uh, it's 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 concerning, folks. It's concerning. We, you know, we we did a little bit this week, and it's um still, I believe, failed to score in the first quarter. We might have got a field goal, possibly, but it's just it's it's not there. I mean, we did decent, we a lot of points off turnovers and things like that, but we failed to control the line of scrimmage. Would be the the first place that I start. I. You know, when the ball snaps, I definitely start looking at the line, uh, especially with, like I said, with that all 22, I can see all the way across the line. I can see the wide receivers if they fail to separate or whether whether or not they fail to separate or how they do on their routes. That's that's really cool to see also. But it gives me a good idea of what's going on up front and what time. So it just really helps if they're running a long route, a deep route, need more time. Um, if they're running short routes, you understand. And there's a lot of routes that not routes uh, a lot of schemes that require the offensive linemen to get to the second level i think that we did it we did pretty good we did pretty good at getting to the second level there was a time or two that it didn't happen more so on our tight ends i think our tight ends failed to first off our tight ends aren't blocking very well um they're really not they you can look at all the tape it, it was nothing there was nothing good there. I mean, two-star probably. And that takes nothing away from what Musgrave did and Degora. Uh, but, you know, catching-wise, they can run routes. They catch. They can receive ball. Musgrave is up there. He's special. He is an offensive threat. Blocking-wise, we need some help. We, we definitely need to help the tight end group. They need to sit there in that room. And uh, it looks like they've been, I mean, I'm, it looks like they've been focusing on running routes. So we could just focus on them blocking. That would be very helpful let me put it that way um the line of scrimmage just wasn't getting there i mean when the ball was snapped if we were past blocking we couldn't get the wall set up so when i say the line of scrimmage for the offense you should once the ball the ball is snapped you want to get a wall i can't um judge them too much or you know give them too hard of a time because we're facing aaron donald one of the greatest defensive tackles that's ever played the game hands down um, of our generation, the best. No, no if and of this generation, for sure, Aaron Donald. He, he is spectacular to watch. I really enjoyed it. I like watching the way that we schemed up the protection for him. I thought we did very well on that. We gave him a lot of double teams, and he even busted a double team. He got Myers on a, on one that was, 
I think it resulted in a sack even. It was just a spectacular play. But I don't blame Myers on that one. I thought he had an amazing game. That's just an Aaron Donald. I mean, there's nothing. You expect it. It's supposed to happen. Um, You'd take something very special to, to prevent that. There was a lot of holes on our offense. It's very concerning, but there was a lot to take away from this game that was positive. Uh, we could get the, we can get it out of the way if we want to go, you know, the uh, get the negatives out of the way. It was mostly, I mean, Jordan Love, it was very inconsistent. He missed a lot of open receivers, and he had a lot of underthrown balls on the deep routes, especially to Watson. He definitely was not pinpoint accurate like we're used to with Aaron Rodgers, but I don't know who really expected him to be. Um, he's more of a mobile threat than Aaron Rodgers, but not even because Aaron Rodgers, he was dipping on people. Jordan Love has not struck that fear into the opponent yet, um, but he can give him some time, give him some time. But overall, I thought our offensive line did really well um, judged by their level of competition. The Rams are no slouches. Their offense was definitely sputtering along, but what we were able to accomplish on that front, it was impressive for the fact that we did not allow a lot of holes. Um, we did not push. You know, our run game, when, when even when we were doing the run, it kind of seemed like the line didn't move. You would like to see three yards or some openings. That line was just steady, but that's a lot of credit to the Rams' defensive line. They're, they're a bunch of studs there, man. It's no joke. Their, their line is no joke. Uh it was tough. Um, I've said it before. Aaron Jones definitely has fumbleitis and some key moments that, that happened again this week. Definitely could have got them back into the game. However, that did not happen, thankfully. But that is a concern. With that being said, I saw A.J. Dillon out there a lot more. So it was nice seeing A.J. Dillon get more carries. But it's also concerning because A.J. Dillon does not have the pop. He does not have that pizzazz. He does not have the... Alvin Kamara, uh, Fred Taylor's, he does not have that quickness. He's not going to get to that 70-yarder up the sideline. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't have the speed. A lot of power. Um, I love Jerome Bettis. Uh, definitely a big Mike Allscott. And, you know, I, I, I love the power game. It's just not every down. So that was concerning. I thought that we relied more on A.J. Dillon than we did Aaron Jones, um, that could still be due to his hamstring limitations. However, we need we need a – it would be nice to have a star running back. We don't have a star wide receiver. We don't have a star running back. It's clear that, uh, you know, Aaron Jones has the quickness, but it's just that fumbleitis, man. You cannot have that. That's definitely costed careers, and there's some careers that it should cost, and this is one of them that has been over and over. This, this fumbling issue – I believe it was Adrian Peterson that made like the biggest turnaround ever. And he went from like fumbling all the all the time to just never fumbling. He devoted himself to that, made himself better. And at this point, Aaron Jones is not doing that. But that's a lot of our players. Um, like I said, our player development has not been taking place in most realms. Um, people come in, you are what you are, and we don't seem to be getting much better. I think that also goes back to Jordan Love. There were a couple throws that I saw him make where is just his balance was so far off it's like what the hell are you doing dude you're not Aaron Rodgers we didn't like to see it from Aaron Rodgers but Aaron Rodgers pulled it off he was a special talent and there was you know his feet didn't have to be under him I think that Jordan Love watched a lot of 
Aaron Rodgers tape because I see him trying to accomplish the same thing and points where it's like, dude, just step into that throw and hit it. But instead he's over here floating little foot, you know, I don't know what, I don't want to say it. And uh, we'll call it happy feet. You know, he was just tiptoeing around and ballerina being a ballerina. And it's like, dude, just plant, drive the ball, get it to your receiver. And instead he's floating in the air trying to throw some ball that just was inaccurate and out of the reach and, or short. And it was just, that was sad to see. Um, that can all be corrected if he's willing to correct it and, you know, willing to say, damn, that was a mistake because that ball looked like a wounded duck. But, you know, there there were times where he stepped in and did some good things. Um, the most impressive thing for me was his two-minute offense. I thought that he managed the team well. I could say manage the clock, but that's more timeouts and out of bounds. I thought that he managed the team and making sure everybody was set before the ball was snapped. Everything was communicated very well. Um, I like seeing A.J. Dillon actually help with the communication on that sense. I saw him relaying signals, basically copycatting whatever Jordan Love was doing. Um, Dillon did the same thing, which is nice because now as an offensive player, as long as you can see one of them, you're good because they're both doing the same thing. So I thought that that was awesome coming from A.J. Dillon, not something you typically see. Um, I picked up on that. That was dope. Um, Man, it was my biggest takeaway from the offense was just a failure of blocking on the, the tight end, especially from Musgrave. And I, I love Musgrave. I, I, I'm one of your biggest Musgrave fans. I, I play in uh, NFL all day. Um, no, NBA best ball. That's yeah, NBA best ball, NFL best ball. There is an NBA best ball on DraftKings called best ball. You pick your team and go all season long on a lot of those drafts. I did pick Musgrave cause I saw him going into this year with a huge opportunity with, with Jordan love, not having the wide receiver talent. So I saw him growing with Jordan love quickly if it was going to happen. And it is happening right before my eyes, our eyes pay attention to it. The only thing Musgrave can has to do is improve his blocking. There were a lot of blocks there that didn't occur. Um, blocking in the open space, it was a failure, uh, definitely a failure. He does good if he's blocking defensive backs once he gets engaged, but those are the real little guys. When he started hitting the linebackers, he had a real difficulty, and when he tried to block a defensive end, that did not go over very well. So I think that's his biggest improvement area, not just him. There was a huge Miss blocking opportunities by 85, 81. Basically, all our tight end group, you put them in there, they were missing a lot of blocking assignments. So that was very, very, very concerning. But it's all correctable. All that stuff is very correctable. When it comes to that, I I, I got to talk about our weak link, and that's Mr. Walker. Um, on our offensive line, he looked uh, – he spent a lot of time in reverse. Like I was saying, the, the line, you know, we couldn't control the line of scrimmage, and Walker spent a lot of time in reverse. What I do have to say about Mr. Walker is he is a very intelligent player. He understands where to be. He understands his own abilities. He understands how to play within them. I watched him do a move on Aaron Donald that was simply beautiful. I didn't understand how the hell he did it. It was very quick. I'm going to say quick, but he doesn't have the athleticism it was like he planned it out like a chess move. I mean, it was just well operated. He started on like the left side and somehow ended up on the right side, but it would have been opposite on Aaron Donald. But it was just very interesting. I was like, what the hell? How I had to re- rewind it and rewatch it. But it was on Aaron Donald. And it was just, it, it, was, a, it was efficient. It wasn't textbook. It wasn't what you want to 
teach, but it worked. And he understood he understood the goal and he got it there. He lacks the foot speed to get outside and actually get in front of the blockers. It's going to be a year-long concern since we're not picking anybody up or going to do anything to fill that void. So that will be an ongoing issue that I'll be probably talking about this week. Walker's definitely going to be an issue, so hopefully we can do something there. Bakhtiari's probably not coming back. All those money's wasted. We ain't got to talk about all that. Yeah, we ain't got to get off. We're going to keep it positive, like I said. Um, Concern was Watson went out with an injury there in the fourth. He made a huge catch, came up super wobbled. To me, I thought he was knocked out concussion type. He came up looking like he got hit with the right, you know what I mean, or a left hook, and uh Went out, cleared concussion, but I believe it's like a shoulder injury now, or shoulder or neck, or I'm not sure how they're viewing it, but he definitely has a concern. I thought Romeo Dobbs played consistent. He had very strong hands at a couple points. That was nice to see. He didn't wait for the ball to come all the way in and hit his chest. He actually got his hands out there, made the catch, and that actually helped him because the defenders were in position to defend it, you know, if, if he allowed it to come in. So that was well done. Um, but there was, there was just they left a lot to be desired on our offense. But you know, with our competition, the Rams did have you know they have some pieces missing. They don't have the same defense that they did when they won the Super Bowl. But they're still Aaron Donald. They're there to play, and we did well. We did well. That's gonna wrap up this episode, folks. I'll definitely jump in and give y'all one pregame before the game on Sunday. I definitely gonna go through the Q and A. That's why I was. Going to throw it in here, but I was like, you know, I have so much Q&A. I think I said 17 questions already, so I'm going to go ahead and probably end that at 20. Drop it in with the uh, Week 10 review coming up in the next couple days. Love, appreciate each and every one of y'all. Like I said, Packers all together, a very, very good performance. That does start with good coaching. I know LaFleur would be like, we just got to execute. We just, But look, man, y'all did better coaching. We need to get a better spark coming off. We're doing better in the second half, and when we do decent in the second half, we need that same energy in the first half. Coaches need to prepare them better. Um, Jordan Love needs to execute better, needs to do better on his consistency. That'll all start with your balance. Make sure your feet are under you before you throw the damn ball. He did throw a great sidearm ball. I remember seeing that, Um, but it all came back. His feet were planted. He was able to throw the ball. So get your feet under you, man. You don't have the gift the Rogers gift of the traveling. I know you watch it on tape. I know you know it's possible, but we don't want to depend on it. So love, appreciate each and every one of y'all. Like I said, I apologize for going MIA, but I was just growing in myself and I had to refocus. It is amazing to be back. I want to just reach out and say I'm thankful for each and every one of y'all. Um, hopefully Jordan Love makes it. If not, I haven't forgot about you. I made a promise to one of the fans that if I ever I was going to invest in a Jordan Love rookie, and if I ever sold it, we know what that'll that'll go to. If anything, I'll probably end up doing it in a giveaway this year because I don't see him being with us in the future. So, I love appreciate each and every one of y'all. Just let I just want to let you know I haven't forgot about y'all. So, love y'all. I'll be here. I'm not going nowhere. It's go pack go. Win, lose, draw, don't matter. We here, baby. Love y'all. You have been listening to the Particularly Packers podcast. Please follow us on social media and please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening and as always, Go Pack Go!